Greetings, Alpha Seekers. Welcome to the Nugent Ventures podcast for Sunday, uh, June 27th. It's pretty much an audio diary at this point, but I did pick up another listener. Uh, so I've doubled my listenership. <laughs> and honestly, it's like my Facebook page. Probably the fewer people who listen to me, the better for me. You know, because I am trying to make a living out here. So, uh, and by the way, uh, let me put in a little plug for terrific writing. This is my uh, current uh, harebrained scheme to make money. Now, actually, this one isn't so harebrained. And that's H-A-R-E, for those of you who are confused. Uh, not hair, H-A-I-R. Hair as in rabbit, you know, the which is probably... In the woke world, it's probably, you know, bigoted against rabbits. But anyway, um, you know, new, ter- terrific writing is actually doing pretty well compared certainly to other ventures I've been involved with. And, of course, Nugent Ventures is still stymied by uh, the lack of SEC approval as in having a broker-dealer relationship. So... Uh, but we keep plugging away. So let's start with the trib. Uh, you know, Joe Biden is in an interesting spot. I thought it was interesting this week. They came out with this supposed deal on infrastructure, and then it was like Lucy pulling the football away from Charlie Brown. It's like, oh, no, we got to tie that to the other part of the, the human infrastructure, which is kind of oxymoronic, but that's woke speak for funding, you know, child care and all this other stuff. And uh, then, you know, Joe kind of backtracked on that linkage. So uh, he, he's, he's in tough spots. One of them is a lot of activists have been clamoring, little known fact, there is a federal death penalty. And you never hear a lot about the lethal injections they the activists focus on the state level and what i like about the death penalty is first of all it does i think still have a deterrent effect although you can find numerous studies that say it doesn't i don't really believe those studies and secondly um i've always been a fan of televised executions you know i mean it's good for ratings and it makes the point that you know uh Life is life is short, and it'll get shorter if you shorten somebody else's life. You know, maybe you just restrict it to... But, but in modern society, you're basically getting to the point where nobody is accountable for what they do. And I think you could get to the point, actually, where... I made a note somewhere else here that I'll get to, but, you know, if you, if you start to eliminate the concept of good and evil and freedom of free will and that if you've had trauma in in your heritage then you can't be accountable for anything and it's the fault of the people who traumatized you then you know there's no more good and evil there's no more right and wrong there's no more culpability it's not not your fault if you kill somebody so there you know that takes the whole concept of criminal justice into question so We'll see what happens. But anyway, a lot of activists have uh, wanted to uh, 
have Joe eliminate the federal death penalty, evidently that's not going to happen. And you can see why, because, you know, crime's up. If you start uh, rescinding the death penalty, that just makes the Democrats more vulnerable on law and order, which is increasingly becoming an enormous issue. So... And this is all the trib, which is, you know, I don't know how long there's going to be a trib, frankly. Now, here's an interesting thing about this woke uh, PC thing. You know, Boys Town is a neighborhood up here in Chicago, which was called that because of gays. You know, you got Gay Pride Day and all that. Well, you know, there's, there's this whole alphabet soup of people there's bisexual, uh, you know, LGBT, you know. So the, in other words, the point I'm driving at here is that even in the sexually, uh, what's the right word, uh, you know, norm-busting community, there's internecine warfare. So eventually these people are just going to, you know, devour themselves. I mean, that may not be the best choice of terms, but... Uh, they used to call it Boys Town, but the lesbians and the bisexuals and I don't know what else, you know, non-binary, whatever, now they're calling it North Halstead because it was considered uh, gay male chauvinist to call it Boys Town. You know, so you can just go down the rabbit hole as far as you want. Talk about harebrained. So... This is, they'll end up destroying themselves, all these identity politicians. Let's see, what else do we got here? <laughs> that old one nation under God indivisible thing in the Pledge of Allegiance, it's hard to say that with a straight face anymore. And that has implications, you know, with, with the autocracies. If, if Joe's right about... You know, autocracies versus democracies. The autocracies are at least, on the surface, united. Look at the Chinese. So maybe that, you know, if you're going to look at this geopolitically, if you view it as a triangular game between Russia, China, and the U.S., I would bet on the Chinese because they have the most, you know, racial unity on Chinese, and they just bang everybody else into that mold, you know. There's a cartoon here, and this relates to Nugent Ventures. It's a statue. Of course, statues are being torn down everywhere, but this is a statue to a guy named Arlo Jones, financial guru. And the the legend is that I earned more than I spent. And you know what? It's that simple. And the reason I have trouble is now I spend more than I earn. I don't, but you know, somebody else who shall remain nameless does. And it's not Louie. You know, Louie and I are kind of batching it because of the fire. And uh, Louie's not a big spender. Really isn't. So, I'm not going to name any names, though. But I am clipping this out. You know, my next greeting card to the wife. All right, so we move on. You don't want to air your dirty laundry, but like I say, nobody listens to this anyway, so who cares? Uh, here, I made a, noin, a, a note. At some point, you may not see prosecution in the blue areas, at least, of any kind of black-on-black -black 
uh, crime or black on white crime or, or black on Latino crime at least. Because the theory would be that, you know, because of all the, the history of slavery and 1619 Project, they can't be held responsible. So the only crimes that would be prosecuted would be white on black. Now, the Latino thing gets a little sketchy there because these are people of color. Or what about Indians or Asians? You know, this is where it all breaks down into ludicrousness. Uh, as soon as you start to excuse criminal activity because of historical trauma, you know, what if the Irish start killing English on the streets and say, hey, it's because I can't be held accountable for that because of the famine. No, that didn't, you know, you can, you can descend into madness and anarchy, but the reality of it is you're going to be just as dead. There, there's a story here about a guy uh, named, what's his name? Anthony Jackson, and uh, the jury is the jury head is called the four person by the way, which sounds ominously like foreskin, which would be sexist. But uh, you know, some another he was black capital B, and he got dissed on a, a CTA platform by another black capital B, and he beat him to death. And, you know, he's arguing that that was self-defense where the guy on tape has his hands in his pockets the whole time, I guess. So, now they it does look like things don't look good for, for Anthony. His brother George defended him, who's an ex-federal prosecutor. And, you know, if you read this article, it's called Lawyer, I Won't Be Participating in This. And his brother, George Jackson III, sounds like he's a little nuts himself. It's a it's a weird story, but um, I mean the criminal justice system is a freaking mess and getting worse by the minute. Here's an article close to home. Why can't Johnny swim? Well, Terry can't swim either. Forty uh, percent of American children lack basic swim skills. I just found out a good friend of mine who's like, you know, an incredible athlete when he was young. He can't swim either. I never even knew it. He never admitted it, you know. Never admit a weakness. Uh, but I admit all my weaknesses. That's probably why I'm struggling. But, uh, you know, the the reasons are unclear. But uh, And then they talk about uh, there's a racial gap. But my parents, neither one of my parents could swim. We live two blocks from the lake. But the, the answer to every issue, why Johnny can't read, why Johnny can't swim, is always race now. So there is no scenario where a white guy like me, <laughs> I, I can't even float. I can't even float in a salt water. So anyway, that's an anomaly, you know. That's the exception that proves the rule, I guess. Now, there's an article about cops walking off the beat. Now, this is in the New York Times, folks. This is not Fox News. Um, the cop in North Carolina, is it North Carolina? Yeah. Quit. Now, she is a female lesbian cop, and yet she still caught so much grief about being a cop, she quit. She said, I'm walking away. I don't have any more left in me. I'm drowning in this politically charged atmosphere of hate and destruction. Uh, 
they don't have to defund the police. The police are going to self uh, self destruct. Retirements are up forty five percent nationwide. Resignations eighteen percent. New York City lost twenty six hundred officers, which is pro- almost twice as many as they usually do. Minneapolis down from nine hundred twelve to six ninety nine uniformed officers. Asheville, North Carolina, which is kind of a blue dot in North Carolina, lost more than a third of its 240 cops. Uh, That city's gone through half a dozen police chiefs because every time something happens, they fire the police chief. The, the, The chief of police says, we have become the bad guys, and we didn't get into this to become bad guys. You know, cops and robbers, it's the other way around. This happened before, in the 60s. They don't want to deal with these mental health breakdowns, so that's one area where the critics and the police have a common ground. They'd like to have somebody else go out and deal with these you know, mental health issues because that's a good way to get your career ruined when you have to shoot the guy. So send somebody out without a gun and let them get killed, you know, some social worker. Some do-gooder, as we used to call him. Some activist. You deal with the guy. And the reaction of, 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 to the police leaving is good riddance on social media. The message, in September somebody dropped a coffin laden with dirt and manure in the front, of the, in the front door of the police headquarters. The message was taking a different turn, according to the police chief. The message was not about police reform, but we endorse violence against the police. Uh, Half of the people who left found different jobs. The other half found different departments. If you move just down the road to Greenville, South Carolina, it's night and day. I can tell you, I can't tell you how many times I've been in uniform and someone comes up and shakes my hand thanking me for what I do. So what you're going to get to is a divide where in the red states you're going to have law enforcement exercising its muscles, as it were, and in the blue states, chaos. And unfortunately, I live in a blue state. In Asheville, they went after a a medical aid tent, quote-unquote, because the water bottles in the tent were being used as missiles to heave at the officers. Well, what do you expect? And then that's like, you know, PLO techniques where you, you know, you run a shotgun out of a, you run a machine gun out of a hospital tent and when, when the uh, IDF bombs it, then you say that they're bombing hospitals. It's pretty clever. Clash of Cultures, uh, says the mayor, tough to thread the needle. Guy here from the Racial Justice Coalition says the police who left were collateral damage of people advocating for change. It's not these individual officers who are so bad, it's the system. It's kind of messed up, whatever that means. And this is one of these woke, you know, rich, uh, pale male types that don't know what they're talking about. I put a picture out on my private Facebook page of my neighbor with the BLM. They're out there having, you know, drinking wine on the steps, uh, lily white, with their BLM sign behind them. You know, it's like radical chic, the town wolf. Uh, 
used to write about. Never been, I bet, I bet those people have never been south of Madison Street or west of Clinton or certainly west of the Chicago Stadium. The The police get terrible pay. They get paid like $35,000. In North Carolina, that may be okay. Uh, but they had to give them a raise because they can't recruit anybody. Uh, the towns around Asheville have put up billboards to recruit the cops who are ready to move. takes a year to train them. Uh, they had seven start in December. Six have already quit. So they are not going to be able to hire police force there. And then they'll see what happens. Uh, what happens is the police force has trimmed the, its services, even as shootings and other violent crimes increase, escalate, good word. But the theory is that crime is rising because COVID, not because the police has lost a third of its manpower, person power, whatever. Um, there are now 10 incidents that uh, police will no longer respond to, including vehicle thefts. And uh, could that be related to carjacking? I don't know, maybe. That's probably bigoted to say that. All but one of the seven officers who investigated domestic violence and sexual assault left. A lot of our experience is walking out the door, says the police chief. But activists um, warned, are worried, the city might squander the opportunity for change by hiring replacement cops instead of um, exploring alternatives. People need help, not punishment, says Justin Souther, who currently runs a bookstore. But here's Jill Coleman, the spice and tea exchange owner, another small business person. She agrees with Justin, but yet admits she's worried when she hears about the rise in violent crime. People might be feeling a little shaky not seeing police around, but it is also exciting to think that change is coming. Well, I saw a change in coming in South Shore, and, you know, we know how that ended up. So these people are about to be mugged by reality. God help them. Now, uh, Tribune update. Eric Zorn is gone, and I won't miss him at all. Unfortunately, Rex Hupke is not gone. And Rex writes... You know, these progressives are starting to go on the defensive, uh, which is a good sign, actually. So he writes, once protesters started using the slogan defund the police based on a push to reallocate some police department funding to other community services, like what, morgues? Fox News and others relentlessly attacked the idea and used it to convince a largely white, lowercase w, audience, that if liberals had their way, America would look like a full-time version of the lawless, anarchic movie The Purge. Well, <laughs> Asheville, uh, Asheville may be appropriately named after the police department uh, abdicates. So Rex 
is, you know, when they start to echo these charges and take them seriously and try to refute them, you know that the charges are sticking. Now, here's a 41-year-old man arrested in fatal loop stabbing, and he stabbed to death a uh, University of Maryland criminology doctoral student named uh, Kimchi, Anat Kimchi, 31 years old. Uh, and then went on to rob a 50-year-old woman. And, uh, you know, he has a GED, he's unemployed, lives with his family. Uh, but they have him on videotape, you know, throwing away the knife. and So he's he lives in a homeless encampment. So these homeless encampments down on Lower Wacker, you know, this is a hotbed of crime, folks. What are you going to do? Just walk away from the city? I mean, in the letters column, we have an article, a, a letter which is great, Crime in Chicago, uh, by a fellow named Peter Bensinger from Chicago, who spent his whole life in law enforcement. He says, where's the outrage at the city council about gun violence in Chicago? 45 to 50 are shot every weekend, four or five fatally. Almost all are gang-related. Why are they putting them back on the street? Because prosecutors and judges don't want to send them to jail or prison. The shooters are more afraid of other gangs than the police, that's for sure. So we may get to a point now where we got in the 60s where the, the government has to basically work with the gangs and try to establish, use them as a sort of a quasi-police force. And that happens now. In the wards, some of the aldermen have, have been, had romantic relationships with gang leaders. Uh, this guy says, I've spent my life in law enforcement at local, state, and federal levels, never seen our laws so blatantly ignored. He says, wake up, Chicago. The crime rate in our city is shameful. Don't the lives of the victims matter, he asks as well as the lives of those terrorized by gun violence every day. The crime isn't just about guns, but the criminals using them illegally, of course. No gun ever pulled its own trigger. The root causes need to be addressed, yes, but allowing people arrested on gun charges back on the street has been a huge factor. Common sense. I'm surprised it got printed, frankly. And uh, John Sutton from Chicago says, look, there is no difference between calling a cop with a gun and using a gun to protect yourself. No moral difference. When you dial 911, you are not only bringing a gun to a situation. So um, I'm not sure what his point is, but it's true. You're just outsourcing your gun, right? Now, there's another one who writes about, you know, the Republicans. It's, it's the Republicans' fault. And this is from Evanston, where they're giving out reparations. Joe, by the way, is getting canceled by the Catholic Church. Um, they uh, they want to remove his communicant privileges, meaning he can't take communion, because of his position on pro-choice as we say.
There's a terrible, terrible indictment of Lori Lightfoot by the editorial board. Now, I don't know how long they're going to have an editorial board of the Trib. But, I mean, I can't wait till the next election to vote for anybody but Lori. There's an article from the New York Daily News editorial attacking H.R. 1. H.R. 1 is the voting rights bill, which I don't think is going to get through the Senate. Uh, Sets up a complicated new public financing system for congressional races. An expansive, unconstitutional political speech regulating regime under the auspices of preventing big money from dominating elections. We must not weaken basic American freedoms in the name of defending democracy. Well, geez. What a statement, you know. <clears throat> so I do probably think that we are headed more in a Chinese-Russian direction down the road, but it'll be a progressive autocracy, not a, not a conservative autocracy. Now, the vaccines made in China are not effective. Now, I hope that's not racist, but the article is written by an Asian. Sui Li Wei. Sui Li Wei. Wow. I like that name. Poetic. So, the Chinese virus has efficacy. Sinovac, 51%. Uh, There is another one, though, from the Sinopharm which is 78%, but that compares poorly, very poorly, to Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna, which are the ones that the Trump administration uh, focused on. Efficacy of more than 90%. And those were the ones Fauci picked, you know. So Others, AstraZeneca, J&J, only 70. So there is a big difference, as it turns out, between these vaccines. That was something that, you know, was uncertain early, but clearly. And the Chinese, one of the Chinese vaccines is at the bottom of the pile. And I have also read that the Russian vaccine, by the way, is at the bottom of the pile. Very good Dilbert cartoon. I won't try to capture it, but if you're so inclined, go on trib.com or whatever and read it if you don't get the print version. All right, we got a half an hour left. So those of you who are listeners, I tend, I think, tend to listen, listen tight, as the Duke used to say, John Wayne. So I'm going to go through another episode of the week. This is like a double feature. Uh, so controversy of the week, and this is the week of July second, even though it's not July second yet. That one of the annoying things about print. Like you're in a time machine. So critical race theory is now called CRT. Okay? Crit, I guess you could call it. The left is playing word games by defining CRT narrowly. Uh, There is a very... Because they deny that this is being taught in school, which is interesting. You would think they defend it, but they don't because they know it's political poison. Basically, it's called racial essentialism. uh, Teaching that the American story is mainly one of oppression and racism. 
in teaching that we are all defined by our race. And that gets back to this accountability. You know, if, if, if you excuse every crime based on race, then there's no justice. <laughs> and supposedly, when there's no justice, there's no peace. But I think when there's no justice, that's, well, that's true. No justice, no peace, right? It's a different way of interpreting the phrase. There's no criminal justice, there's no peace. Our nation's, the assertion of this, uh, whether you call it CRT or whatever, racial essentialism, uh, our nation's founding ideals were a cynical and self-serving lie. Well, you know, honestly, to say all men are created equal, the context of it is missing because the the assertion was based on, you know, the distinction between aristocracy and commoners. It was not intended to say that all men are equally smart or equally wealthy, and and Marx took it to that next level to say that everybody should get an equal amount of the economic pie, regardless of their ability or talent or morals or whatever, you know. And that's where things really went south. Probably when you started to break down that whole religious divine right of king thing, you were kind of inevitably going to move in that direction. But our founding fathers didn't know that. I mean, they were just arguing against the monarchy. So, anyway. CRT's insistence that it is an absolute final truth, and you know, it's one of those, we hold these truths to be self-evident. And that's what the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence does. If you dissent, you're exhibiting false consciousness and white fragility and are defending white male hegemony. This adamant refusal to engage in debate makes racialism more of a religion than a legitimate approach to education, which I have argued for a long time. I mean, this is religious fervor. It's like religion for atheists is what it boils down to. So you... When you destroy religion, you have to replace it with something else, and we saw that in the French Revolution, and now we're seeing it again. There are worse things than believing in a perfect, invisible being. You have to believe in a perfect, visible being, and we all know that all men may be created equal, all people may be created equal, but they're all equally flawed. A culture war background almost guarantees the fight will be long, arduous, and ultimately unwinnable by either side. So we're in an unwinnable war against each other. Well, somebody else is going to come in and pick up the pieces. And I would put my money on China at the moment. Now, here's an example of what happens to you when you try to play along at home. The manager of an Atlanta Ikea store has apologized for serving a special Juneteenth meal of fried chicken and watermelon, (laughs) which was designed to honor the perseverance of black Americans. 33 black employees walked out in protest, uh, and the manager said it was created, the menu was created with the best of intentions. Well, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So don't go there, folks. Don't try to patronize. Now, here's another ridiculous thing. 
A new Cornell University astronomy course challenges the conventional wisdom that the black and black holes has nothing to do with race. <laughs> the course Black Holes, Race, and the Cosmos will introduce students to the fundamentals of astronomy concepts through readings and black studies. The music of Sun Ra, Outcast, and Janelle Monet will be used to conjure blackness through cosmological themes. Well... Anybody who pays tuition to send their kids to college to learn that stuff needs to have their head examined. It was a good week for atheists. Atheists are as happy as those with strong religious faith. The least happy are weakly religious people. That would be me. And what it tells you is if you have the courage of your convictions, it doesn't matter whether you believe in something or nothing, as long as you firmly believe in it, you're sure, and you've you know, purge all self-doubt from your brain. Well, you know, that gets you back to that old quote about the, I forget the exact quote, but, you know, the the best and the brightest are plagued by doubt. And the, the, the worst people are certain of the, 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 the justification of their cause. But it, it it gives you peace of mind, you know, whether you're a Nazi or a anti-fa or communist. As long as you firmly believe you're absolutely right, you're a happy guy or gal or whatever. Now, Canon, the Japanese camera giant, has deployed new AI technology, which no, uh, you know, not surprisingly, features cameras that prevents employees from entering meeting rooms unless they're smiling. <laughs> so the theory is that they hope to create a positive atmosphere by utilizing this system. Now, the Chinese are going to pick up on that. You know, if you don't look happy, that's subversive. Grin and bear it. Needle and, needle, pins and needles, pe needles and pins. A happy woman is a woman who grins. Source, the honeymooners. Staying together. Now, this speaking of police, in Portland, Oregon, an entire crowd control unit of some 50 officers quit that unit last week after 150 nights of squaring off against protesters. Those who quit the rapid response team will continue serving as police, though. So they're keeping their job. But they're done fighting these morons. Over what? Trump? He's gone. In Okanagan, British Columbia, and this isn't the first time this has happened, two Catholic churches built on indigenous land were burned to the ground. Uh, now, this was over 215 children who were found dead on a former Catholic run. Their bodies were found. I guess, I don't know, they must have died. I don't know what was going on, you know. But there was a residential school system in Canada. They took 150,000 indigenous children from their families and sent them to punitive institutions where they were stripped of their language and culture. So it was kind of an attempt to integrate the indigenous Canadians into the new ruling society. Uh, indigenous communities, though, were outraged by the fires. And so probably some, you know, wokers went in there and did that. But the Indians, 
the indigenous people, and I am one of the tribes, didn't like that. Don't burn down our church, you know. They're Catholics now, probably. But, you know, uh, people have been burning Catholic churches for a long time. Reformation, Henry VIII, you know. Now, here's a comedian named Kevin Hart who has been canceled. Now, he is Black Capital B. And refuses to live his life atoning for past sins. He's been canceled four times. Uh, He tweeted about gay slurs, joked about AIDS. And, you know, basically these are homophobic uh, cancellations. But he does look back and cringe for his insensitivity. But he's worth $200 million, which, you know, if you're going to get canceled, $200 million in a bank is quite consoling. And he asks, when did we get to a point where people were supposed to operate perfectly all the time, according to somebody else's definition, of course, of perfection? So that's why it is a, it's a religion. It's a secular religion, wokeness. Now, E.J. Dion, who's a progressive in the Washington Post, says, it is possible to fight racism and crime at the same time. Uh, Crime can be reduced by cracking down on guns and using violence interrupters, which are reformed gang members. I actually think that ceasefire type of thing is worthwhile. Residents of mostly black and Hispanic neighborhoods do not want criminals to run free. But they also don't want black people treated as suspects just because of the color of their skin or get beat up or abused by cops, which I get, you know. Our rancid politics, he says, is pushing voters to choose between justice and security. Well, again, you know, if there is no criminal justice, then there is no security. It's like the old Twilight Zone. Where there are men, there is no peace. There's some powerful arguments against the war on drugs from several uh, south-of-the-border countries, Mexico, Colombia, and uh, Spain. Well, that's not exactly south of the border. The U.S. has spent a trillion dollars on drug war. 90,000 Americans still die of an overdose every year. Nobody cares about that. Um... Cracking down on drug production has made the trade vastly more profitable by limiting supply, which has empowered the cartels. My wife watches a series about some woman who's in charge of a drug cartel. And it's like it's become part of the culture, you know. Uh, It's a network of corruption. I mean, they bought, the drug cartels have bought the entire political and law enforcement complex through bribing. In Colombia, it's a t- cocaine's a $10 billion industry. Uh, we're playing, according to this writer from uh, Mexico, prohibition incentivizes production of dangerous new designer drugs that evade the legal framework. So he says it's time to legalize, regulate, and tax the entire recreational drug industry. And I am not opposed to that because, you know, people are going to get it one way or the other. And again, eventually, you know, you'll just weed out the 
the people who have drug problems through attrition. So it's unfortunate, but a lot of the crime in the gang community is related to the illegal drug trade. So it's kind of like prohibition and alcohol. People still drink themselves to death, but, you know, it's less disruptive than prohibition. Biden is being accused of, uh, what's the right word? Jeez, I can't think of the word. Nepotism, sorry. At least nine relatives of Joe's top aides have landed coveted new jobs. Uh, The wife of the chief of staff and the sister of the White House press secretary. So it reminds me of the old, uh, it's not as bad as appointing your son and daughter like Trump did. But, you know, I remember the old Dick Daly quote. You know, if you can't take care of your sons, you know, what's the point? On the poll watch, let's see how we're doing on time here. Got 20 minutes left. 81% of Americans support requiring an ID in order to vote, including 62% of Democrats. 71% think early in person should be made easier. That's fine with me. 69% support national standards for early and mail-in voting. That's fine with me. You gotta have a level playing field, eh? Now that's what HR one is in part about. Sixty-seven percent of Americans believe they can now find a new job if they want one. Among those who have jobs, forty-three percent want to return to the workplace. Thirty-one percent prefer working at home. Twenty-six percent want a hybrid. Interesting. So, sixty-nine, almost seventy percent want to return to the office at least partially. Here's a cartoon. The kid says, Happy Privileges, Privilege, Happy Privilege Depressor of Birthing People Day. Uh, instead of Father's Day, the kid says, and the father says, Honey, time we start homeschooling little Johnny. And I think that's what's going to happen. You know, people are going to abandon the public school system, and that bodes well for Catholic schools, by the way. I'm a firm believer in Catholic education, much more so now than I was 10 year, 15 years ago. Earth's, Earth now has a fifth ocean, you know, and the Earth doesn't care. <laughs> it's just water. <laughs> but we name, name it, and now we think we created another ocean. So before there were only four oceans. There's seven seas, but only four oceans. Atlantic, Pacific, Indian, and Arctic Oceans. But now there's a southern ocean, which is the one around Antarctica. And it's like countries, you know. You you look at the Earth from the air, there's no lines, you know. People are always surprised. There's no borders. We make these things up. Now we made up another sea. So that's a 25% increase in seas just by the the mere spark of a thought. Here's some books. Uh, Last Best Hope. By George Packer. He's a veteran New Yorker contributor. He sees the country divided into four tribes. He has harsh words for every one of them, including smart America, meritocracy's winners. His harshest words are for the tribe that uses the politics of group victimization to shut down dialogue. 
you know, here's a guy who writes for the New Yorker. So it's kind of like the whole, uh, Tom Wolfe wrote a book about, uh, I forget the title, Mau Mau is in the title, it's a weird title. But when New York degenerated into this, you know, woke, bankrupt shell of what was once a great city, there's, there's a reaction to that. So I think we're starting to see the tide turn here. The Constitution of Knowledge by Jonathan Rauch. Um... He he laments conservatives' disinformation, but reserves his most energetic criticism for progressives. Drawing on personal experience, he exhorts readers to criticize, but not cancel. So he got canceled. I'll bet Packer got canceled. I've been canceled. You know, I'm not in the same league. But, uh, I mean, it's like getting mugged by reality, right? You know, it's all it's fun to cancel Fox News guys until they start canceling you. Now, here's an interesting number. The number of Costco membership reached... This is business. So this is back to the scene, the sanity world. number of Costco memberships reached 106 million in 2020, which exceeds the number of U.S. households that pay for cable. An interesting development. Engine number one created an ETF, and they're the company... They're the outfit that got board seats at Exxon... Um, so they are, you know, they're going to invest in 500 of the largest U.S. companies and use the shares to push for, push for changes. The ticker symbol is VOTE, V-O-T-E. Now, uh, they've raised $100 million. I think you're going to get a lot of, you know, green money going into this thing. So, I don't know... Uh, You'll have a net asset value thing, probably. People will probably pay more than the net asset value of the actual stocks in the fund. So that's an interesting thing. I clipped that out and kept it. I'm putting that in the Nugent Ventures pile. Here's a new way to invest in rental property. It's called Arrived. Uh, Backed by Jeff Bezos. Let's regular people invest small amounts of money in single-family rental properties. Uh, It's only acquired 15 homes and contracting for 18 more, but expects to buy 100 a month. So pretty small scale. Uh, You can buy a share in it for as little as 100 bucks. Average investments, $1,800. Spread across two or three houses. Uh, Spreads acquisitions across markets so you're diversified geographically so that's interesting but very small to begin with but i'm going to look into that i don't like investing in rental properties when this eviction moratorium remains in place though so i'd rather i mean my next move is to rent i don't plan to own again because the tenant has all the advantages right we almost bought a 20 unit apartment building i'm so glad we didn't Twenty-nine percent of last year's retirees were uh, more likely to say they were forced to retire or they couldn't get hired. Which is, you know, when you're sixty-six and you're still in the unfortunate position of looking for work, ageism is, you know, the last allowable prejudice. And I always say I could do just as lousy a job now as I could when I was forty. You know. 
Uh, critical race theory. We're back to that. So I guess we're done. I think we're done. Yep, that's it. So now, in one hour, you have learned everything that I found notable by reading the entire Tribune and the entire Week magazine. That's the value of this exciting podcast. Uh, it's too bad more people don't benefit from it. But like I say, I, I pretty much say what I think and feel, so it's probably better that I have a small audience. Anyway, uh, live long, prosper. Don't let your guard down against this freaking virus, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.